Welcome to the Gaudium et Spes podcast. Every other week, we bring you Catholic teachings and stories of faith from people throughout the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. This is the Gaudium et Spes podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gaudium et Spes podcast. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Chaz. Chaz, hi. What's up, Suzanne? Hey. Where are we today? Well, goodness, we are not in our studio anymore, are we? (laughs) We have the pleasure of being here at St. Rita's, and we are with the Lily family. We have Ryan, Lane, and Hannah. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's really great to have you guys here today. So um, if you... uh, they were featured in the Compass Magazine back in the March, April 2019, and we got to hear a little bit about the um, miracle of Hannah, um, but we'd like to catch up with them today and see where they are and how things are going and get a little bit more on their background. So um, it's real exciting, and uh, we're you're just an amazing family, and we're really grateful that you could be here today with us on this podcast. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to know them, first of all, see what's going on in our lives. And if you guys watch the podcast or listen to the podcast, we always start with the first line from Gaudi Mitzpah's The Document, which I haven't memorized at this point in time. It goes, the joys and the hopes, the griefs and anxieties of the men of this age, especially those who are poor or in any way afflicted, these are the joys and the hopes, the griefs and anxieties of the followers of Christ. So we like to ask, what are your joys, your hopes, your griefs and anxieties right now? Basically, high-low, where, where, what's going on in life that's been particularly interesting lately, to put you on the spot. Uh-huh. You want to start? <laughs> um, <clears throat> sure. I would say our highs is how well Hannah's doing. Yeah. She um, recently had a follow-up, and the doctor said, we don't know how she's doing what she's doing, because mm. um, she shouldn't even be alive. And mm. then the fact that she's thriving and you would never know anything different is um, certainly the high. Um and it's always wanting more and praying for more, but also being present and just recognizing the miracle and how well she's doing. Mm. She's a typical four-year-old. <laughs> she's looking lovely. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Ryan, what's up with you? Apart from all that, obviously. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about your trip to France. Oh, yeah. I did just get back from France. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, my gosh. My first solo ever away from her. Wow. Ryan laughed and was like, you can't like go to New Orleans for the weekend. I had to go to France. Um, <laughs> she ripped the band-aid. Yeah. <laughs> was terrific. it a placation or work, work thing? It was for or? fun. It was with a group of ladies. Oh, man. And um, it was an art and immersion retreat. Mm. So that might be where Ryan's low is because he's coming off yeah. of like two weeks alone with Hannah. <laughs> yeah. We're um, passing each other. Where? Yeah, she got to go to France, and I was on serious dad duty. Okay. Uh, Did you have fun with dad, though? No. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. comment. (laughs) She had fun. Good deal. Well, Chess, how about you? What's what's been going on with you? I know. I talk about soccer too much on this Mm -hmm. podcast, but I'm going to keep doing it, so whatever. Um, First of all, a a high. Uh, got to meet Ryan actually this past weekend over here at St. Rita's in the St. Rita's Men's Retreat. Um, and uh, 90, 90 men from this parish just gathering for a weekend. I don't know. As a diocesan guy, it's just really cool to see parishes gather their their people together uh, over faith and some cool fellowship and stuff. Got some, and drink a little nice bourbon too around the table at the end. So that was a high. But 
Yeah, grief and anxiety, my beloved. So you know, if you're listening to this podcast, Italy is my favorite international soccer team, club soccer team, Liverpool. <laughs> Yesterday was the deciding championship Sunday between us and Manchester City, and for like 75 minutes... There was this glimmer of hope that Manchester City were going to completely mess up and lose epically at home. But it didn't work out. And they scored three goals in five minutes and broke my heart and uh, broke my son's heart, which is even worse because he's a six-year-old Liverpool fan. But um, all shall be well. We'll see what happens next weekend. One more trophy to go. So, yeah. That's random. I know. I'll stop. <laughs> That's okay. Stop me if I talk. Just be like, stop talking about soccer all the time. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. Well, I'm coming off of um, graduation week for my nephew. Oh, so wow. my parents came to town. My sister was in town. So we just had a really nice family celebration. Mm. So it was great to get everybody back together again for a really <clears throat> cool occasion. And, you know, um, shout out to my nephew, John, who's headed to UCF here in the fall. So he'll be joining his sister who's already Whoa. down there. Yep. Is that, is that the country's biggest university? This it is, yeah. yes. Cool. And if you've ever visited their campus, it's it's ginormous. I mean, there's so much land there. So mm. it's crazy. It's I really cool. You yeah. never knew that. Yeah, yeah it is. So. We, Ryan and Lane, you guys are Auburn grads, correct? We are, yeah. So there's oh, a little yeah. UCF connection there. You got rid of Gus, and Gus uh, went to UCF. Oh, I don't, yeah. true. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, he's a, he was your football coach oh, yes. for a long time. Come on, Lane. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now, Chess, there's three SEC and one, one ACC. ACC so yeah. I think we win today. Yeah, I think you do all the time anyway, so you okay. don't need to rub it in or anything. Yes, I um, well, great. Um, as Suzanne said, we're here to talk about Ryan and, and Lane and Hannah's story. Um, and if you don't know the background, it's kind of like a, just the Lord miraculously intervening in their lives and, and the gift of Hannah. But we do want to get to know the source of, of Hannah beforehand, which is Ryan and Lane just here. Um, yeah, your, your basic faith journey where you all grew up and uh, got in your life as, as you got older and stuff like that, how you guys met um, and how you ended up, especially here on the beautiful shores of 30A and uh, this awesome parish with Father Michael Hartley. Yeah. And so go for it. You want me to start? Sure. Yeah. So for me, um, I'd say, unfortunately, it was the, the classic uh, Catholic story of uh, confirmation and then, uh, you know, right at confirmation, that's viewed as a graduation and you're, mm. you're done. And so, you know, pretty much, uh, through college and early adulthood, um, was just straying from, from the church and, and, uh, didn't want to be bound to the, the, you know, morals and standards. And, you know, I guess I had to, had to, to, to stray and chasing things that, um, that, you know, typical college student, you know, the, the classic, uh, you know, stuff. So anyway, um, graduated from Auburn, um, started, I was originally from Texas, went to high school in Fairhope, uh, Alabama. And, um, anyway, I ended up playing uh, junior college baseball in Texas and then ultimately went to, to Auburn. Um, and from there, just just went to school, got an engineering degree, uh, went to started working in uh, Texas. And that's where I met met Lane. Um, we met at a um, Auburn alumni happy hour. <laughs> so they did did stuff to try to get alumni together. So we didn't know each other at at Auburn. And, um, 
and then I guess, you know, dated uh, off and on for a little bit, finally got serious about that and um, got married in uh, 2013. So I would say probably around that time was, um, you know, it, it was one of those of like, okay, if this is real, if this is something, I need to give this like one last serious look from, from a Catholicism yeah. standpoint. And um, so that's kind of where uh, my my journey back to the church started. Uh, it was a, a pretty random story I, I'll, I'll just share, but Lane was actually in a in a car accident and um and then it was probably like a year and a half later was was sued by the uh, lady that she hit mm. and um not my fault <laughs> yeah. and so the the lawyer that Lane her insurance company gave her um I guess they were, you know, chatting, whatever, and, and told told her about a, a men's program that manage you, which mm. Steve Bowman started out of, in Houston, mm. and um, so I got connected uh, with some guys at uh, St. Michael's Parish, and showed up and just started going, and that was that, you know, was the the start of me coming back to Catholicism and really really challenging, like came in. Um, just skeptical mm. and, but really tried to press all the teachings and, and why this, why that. Um, and I don't know, every answer was, it was, it was amazing. It just opened my eyes up to the, the rich intellectual traditions of the, mm. the church fathers and, um, and it all just started to make sense. So, with that, I just started to, I couldn't get enough of it. I had mm-hmm. to just keep digging in, learning more and more. But, um, but yeah, that was the, that was the beginning. And that was the, you know, for me, the, the stray and the journey back. Very good. We talk a ton, just a, a quick aside. We talk a ton about evangelization because of Bishop's letter on this podcast. Mm-hmm. People take note, a random invitation from a yeah. guy that you mm-hmm. just kind of barely knew probably. Yeah. And like without that invitation, no faith journey, no continuation, probably or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. that's powerful. Um, yeah. And just a disclaimer: those meetings were at six o'clock in the morning on a weekday. <laughs> oh yeah, what possessed wow. you to do? I, who does that's, that? Who responds? That's, to that's that grace of God, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and at the time, I wasn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wasn't going to mass on Sundays, mm-hmm. but I was going to the the six a.m. meeting Thursday mm-hmm. morning. That's crazy. But it. You know, it ultimately led to to mass on Sundays. Mm. Good deal. Yeah. Well, Lane, um, how about you? Where did you grow up? And tell us a little bit about your faith journey. I grew up here, actually. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was raised Episcopalian, and we um, I became Catholic after we were married. Um, two years after we were married, probably about so. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, which was an easy transition from Catholic light to Catholic. Um, and yeah, I've just always had a pretty strong faith. I will say Hannah rocked it a little bit, yes. but the um, miracles that we've seen firsthand is um, yeah. just 
Amazing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, hi, Hannah. How are you today? Good. Good. How old are you now? Four. Four. Wow. With Um, with our British accent. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I understand you like to go to playgrounds, yes? Mm -hmm. Where's your favorite playgrounds? What state? Colorado. Colorado. What's so great about those playgrounds? <laughs> Who lives in Colorado in the summer? Why do we go to Colorado? Mike and Lucy. Her grandparents oh, live in Colorado fun. in the summer to escape the Florida heat. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's so we yeah. go visit and they have the best playgrounds. And Pepe and Chapel and Jaybird is going to be there. Her cousins <laughs> will be there too when we go visit. <laughs> Terrific. Do you do anything fun when you're in Colorado besides going to playgrounds? Is there something else you like to do there? Play baby dolls. Oh, play with baby dolls. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I hear you have many baby dolls. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's a favorite pastime. <laughs> yeah, it of is. four-year-old girls. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've heard a thing or two about it. <laughs> what about animals? Do you like animals? Yeah. Do you yeah. have an animal? Yeah. What is it? A pig. A pig. Well, a pig. <laughs> what's your, what, but what's your real animal? Your dog. We do not have a pig. <laughs> Hank. Hank. He's Hank. kind of a pig. A what kind of dog is he? A Doberman. Oh, a Doberman. wow. A Doberman. He scares the bad guys away, I bet. And we play, and I'm practicing soccer at the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She yeah. might be a Liverpool fan. I don't there know. Very good. <laughs> I, hear, I hear you've um, ridden horses before. Is that yeah. true? Is that something you like Was to it do? A really big horse or a little horse? A little horse. A little horse. What was his name okay. again? It was a miniature pony. Benny, the miniature mm-hmm. pony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a favorite Colorado pastime, too. Yeah. Miniature ponies are really cool. I have a. If anybody watched Parks and Recs, Park, Parks and Rec, the show, mm-hmm. Little Sebastian, one of the best characters in the show. It's a miniature horse. Anyhow, <laughs> that that's not like here nor there. Um, <laughs> like you mentioned, you're from here, so yeah. you guys probably end up here, done with Houston living and stuff like that. Got a little tiresome, the big city, perhaps. <clears throat> it did. We were, um, we were ready for a new chapter. Mm. Um, Ryan was in oil and gas, oil and gas crashed. Mm. Um, and then we were pregnant at the time and had a miscarriage. Oh and after gosh. that, it was like, and his parents had just moved away. And so after that, it was like, there's no reason for us to be here. So then mm-hmm. we, um, we packed up and moved back to the beach. Mm. Yeah. It was and that was in 2016. Okay. That was probably, I would say close to two years we had prayed about of just getting Getting out of the the rat race, the the nine to five corporate, um, and but there was no way we would ever just voluntarily leave it. Mm-hmm. And then it was all within probably a matter of six months. Everything that she just mentioned started to happen mm-hmm. to where those ties that were that were there, you know, were no longer, and so it just. It really paved the way for us to, you know, to make a transition. Hmm. So come back here. Hannah comes along pretty soon afterward, or uh, we moved a in later? Thanksgiving of sixteen. Yeah. Okay, she was born uh, January of eighteen. Okay, yeah. so, that's yeah. so yeah. we were here. I'd say a full year, just grinding, trying to get new careers going. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, I was a nurse in Houston and when we moved here, I was just done and needed a break. So I started doing photography and it's become an amazing blessing and mm. outlet for me and really busy. So I'm thankful. Um, and then with my nursing degree, it was quite handy for Hannah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Also. Yeah. So you get pregnant and it's a pretty good pregnancy. No mm-hmm. major issues, correct? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it was, um, everything was great. Mm-hmm. She was due at the end of December. Mm-hmm. She was, um, 10 days late okay. and, uh, it was a three hour labor and delivery. Beautiful. Uh, God was like, <laughs> yeah, all, all natural. <laughs> okay. And wow. it was, um, yeah, it was, I think God was like, I'm going to give this to you because you're about to go on quite the ride. Uh-huh. So that was easy and amazing. And then, um, three weeks later is when mm. she got sick. Mm. Um, again, you want a little background on that? Yeah. So she, um, we knew that her blood work was off, even though she didn't, she looked perfectly healthy. So we were concerned about something else. Um, so we were monitoring her blood work, but she was acting completely normal. And then at three weeks, um, she vomited and turned blue. Okay. So we drove straight to the ER and, um, from there it was at the local ER. Um, from the moment we got there, they were just trying to stabilize her and it was really pretty terrible. We couldn't fly her because the weather was too bad. So then we finally got transport. Um, so that happened, it started around 8 PM. And then I think we got to Pensacola two, yeah, maybe was, 2 AM. It was in the night and, um, then they worked on her all night and finally, um, Dr. Fallen, the PICU doctor that we adore, mm-hmm. he uh, came in and he's like, I just need you to come be in the room because, well, I don't think he told us at the time. It was to say goodbye because he's yeah. like, okay. there's nothing we can do for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went in and she, we didn't know any different, but finally they got her stable enough. Mm-hmm. And it looked like a, a war scene in there with just all the everything all over the ground and the wrappers and the supplies they had used. And, um, so then she, they still didn't know what was going on. They were going to do exploratory surgery. I think they kind of had an idea, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't, I didn't, she wasn't stable enough till early in the next morning. And so we actually were able to have the priest come by and bless her, um, right before her surgery. And so her vital signs were all over the place. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was not stable at all. And so the, priest came in and um try not to cry every time it gets me <laughs> but she um that was for her baptism, that was baptism. and so she <clears throat> it was me and ryan father tom and nurse ryan and uh as soon as the holy water hit her she stabilized <sighs> and it was funny because our we call him uh, uncle ryan because we say he's the honorary godfather mm-hmm. of hannah since he was there for her baptism but <laughs> He kept looking at the monitor and looking at the priest, look at the monitor, looking at us like, what is happening? And um, it was crazy. It was amazing wow. that she she stabilized through the entire baptism. Mm. And um, so then she went to surgery and she, so Hannah had, her intestines had twisted. It was just the way she was formed mm-hmm. and um, it cut off blood circulation. So she lost all but... Um, one inch of her small intestine, which normally, I mean, that's over 99% of your small intestine. Um, and so the doctors 
She also had been, when we got to the ER, she was, her blood pressure was 20 over zero. So they said, if she lives, she's not, you know, she's mm-hmm. been without oxygen for so long that right. there's no way. Um, I mean, you really need to do hospice because this child will not have any kind of quality of life. And so then the things, the medicine started dropping off. She was extubated. She woke up and seemed fine. Yeah. I mean, from a neurological mm-hmm. standpoint and, um, we would every day just say, okay, God and Hannah are driving this ship. We'll see what happens today and just let them, let them control this. Um, yeah, it was father. Tom was amazing. Um, the Tom's a hospital chaplain. It's right. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so just, uh, being in that hospital, like, you know, right before the surgery, um, you know, the surgeons came and they're like, we don't know what this is, but we have to open her up and just go in. And, and he made that comment of like, do you want her baptized? And, um, and so like he was amazing, um, you know, during the middle of all that. And then also they have the, the chapel in the, in the church. And so just being able to go, um, every day to mass, uh, in the midst of that Mm -hmm. was was awesome because it, it brought us you had the doctors they were unsure of hey what situation did we leave her mm-hmm. in is she brain dead all these unknowns um and so you had this very medical uh you know perception of like we've seen this time and time again this is not good mm-hmm. and then um so it was, it was just, there's just a lot of anxiety there and then um, just the peace of being able to go to to mass and have Father Tom and <clears throat> just the spiritual aspect um, was is what got us through it because it it brought it brought the clarity it brought us the peace of and and then sure enough like Lane said every every day God showed up and there was like a new medication new line new something that was being removed and um, well, and so we didn't know what to do is like show us and. And he did every time. Well, we, so it also was like, you need to consider hospice. And so my background actually was in hospice nursing and palliative care in Houston. So in my, and with high risk children that had been in the neonatal ICU. And so in my mind, I was like, we're not doing this to her. If she's going to like, I'm not going to keep pushing to do things if God wants to take her home. And so we, um, had a friend, so they were encouraging hospice. I was down with hospice. And then we had a, one of our really good friends, Bo, he wouldn't take no for an answer. And so he joined shortcut. Uh, so that's what Hannah has is shortcut syndrome, which, um, so he joined a short bowel syndrome family support Facebook group and posted and said, I have a friend whose little girl just lost most of her small intestine. And the doctors say she'll have no quality of life. How is life on TPN? Mm -hmm. And so that's what Hannah gets TPN at night. It's like, um, our surgeon in Boston says it's just, she's like a Tesla. You just have to (laughs) plug her in and recharge her overnight. And so it goes into a central line. It's her Mm -hmm. IV nutrition that she gets every night. What is TPN? And, uh, yes. That that central line goes to her heart. Okay. So it's, um, Mm -hmm. Like that co- comes with a lot of challenges and and risk, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but, sorry, um, keep going. And so that the doctors like, you know, there's all they see, obviously, is just the kids that are always sick because of their central line. It's just mm-hmm. not 
a good quality of life. So that's what they were telling us. Um, and so then that's when, uh, <laughs> it's going to make me cry. <laughs> that's when Lauren. <laughs> Hannah's nurse is off camera right yeah. now. Lauren is over there. We're all, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're not going to make you come on. Lauren. Don't worry. Or anything. She wasn't prepared <clears throat> for the interview. We didn't order. Um, but Lauren responded and was like, It's okay. You could say. You need it. me to take over? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to hold it together. <clears throat> but yeah, Lauren gave us a, a ton of hope. Just of all you hear is the doctor's perspective of what they see. They see the worst. And then Lauren was that resource that provided us. You know, I was in sports. I did cheerleading, softball, like all these things, and and had this. Lauren has had Lauren has short bowel syndrome and has had a central line her entire life. And she's, <clears throat> yeah, so she still has really her old. Line. She's like 20, 28 now. <laughs> but she okay, so she commented and said, "I would love to talk to this family." The doctors don't know what they're talking about. Um, and so she, I tried to call her and she texted and said, "I'm sorry, I can't talk because I'm on vacation in the mountains with my husband and I don't have good cell service." And I'm like, really? What? Because that doesn't sound like too bad of a quality of life. Um, and so Lauren is a big reason that after hearing that, we were like, okay, we're not pushing for this hospice anymore because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're talking about. Um, and so then the crazy part of that is Lauren lived in Arkansas at the time. Her husband's in the military. And then he was just stationed in Panama City. Oh, and she's an RN. Uh-huh. And so she said, could I come work? Uh, well, Ryan had already brainwashed mm-hmm. her to try to come <laughs> work for us. And so she said, could um, I come and join the team? And so now she's Hannah's nurse and with wow. us yeah. three so days a week. completely random from a Facebook post. And now, wow. she's, mm-hmm. now she's here as Hannah's That's- nurse. Keeping our family together. Yeah. yeah. So Lauren's the reason Lane I got to go, go to France. France. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren did all of Hannah's no, medical care when I was gone, so it was amazing. But it's just God has showed up so many wild times just like that of situations where it's like. But I think, too, Lane had seen that so so many times from her hospice background that, um, that maybe that's where she her mind naturally went. Of just having, and then same same with the medical staff there. They had seen this time and time again, and and you know, God had completely different plans where it was um, continued to be every every day. There was there was some drastic change that um, just drastic improvement. I kind of want to. I mean, like, so this is. You're just getting back into your Catholic faith, like in the rhythm of it at this point in time. And you're a new Catholic, but a person you, you mentioned, Lane, you had a faith growing up still. Mm-hmm. Did you expect, especially in that moment when you're here and the blood pressure is 20 over zero and like all the, like, were you like, God's going to show up? Like, I'm used to, like, mm-hmm. this is how I've seen him work in my life before. And, mm-hmm. or was it all just kind of like, this is um, filled with hope, dread, filled with something in between? Um, uh, I think that for me, it was more of just watching and seeing what God was going to do. And that yeah. didn't mean that he was going to save her mm-hmm. on earth. Um, right. It just was a, okay, let's see what God does. Ryan had a very, um, I mean, when Hannah was being baptized, that was his big pivotal moment too in your faith, wouldn't you say, Ryan? 
I would say it was it was before that. It was a very much of a uh, Abraham Isaac moment of mm-hmm. just like surrendering. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I would say it would probably been a couple years for me. So at least having that, and then also just from my my childhood, um, I was you know raised in the faith, but but. Yeah, if I didn't have that, I don't know. I would have been lost for sure. Mm-hmm. But that was that that was definitely you know what got us through it. But then too, just what the feeling you would have of sitting down talking with Father Tom and being able to just um, you know discuss some of these things, and then when you sat down and talked with doctors, it was drastically different. Mm-hmm. And I think by the grace of God, we, we were able to recognize that of, of the doctors are great that they're who saved her, but also don't put your stock in them. They're just his creatures, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, I've heard and, this and from and nurses a lot, by the you way, could, you could, <laughs> you could just from... sense the difference. And so I think from there, it was the classic, like, you know, one day at a time and the, the, the stuff you always hear, but the cliche stuff, but, um, but that's how, that's how we did it. And he really did operate that. Like there were times where I think in the midst of all of it, uh, our insurance dropped us, her oh health insurance. And then someone would come in to help us battle that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then we were, we were here for a full year. Um, you know, that's the thing is, the responsible, you know, adult, you have this nest egg of money and save and to get you through whatever. And so we had transitioned here and had a full year plus of that. And Mm -hmm. then everything happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, just so many different aspects of it, like the pridefulness you have of just, I, I can do this on my own. I got this. And the, the community really, uh, stepping in and helping us in so many different ways, whether it was someone who helped us fight insurance or financially, yeah, or they did a GoFundMe for us that saved us. Wow, really? Um, yeah. We had my dad worked at Rosemary Beach Realty at the time, and they fed the nurses for in yeah. the PICU for like ten days straight. Wow, and yeah, um, yeah I mean, just how we were so loved. Wow, right. just truly a sense of community coming yeah, together absolutely. to. To, it was. Know, to help, and that's that's incredible. So, mm-hmm. you, one of the people you got to meet along the way in this journey was also Father Tom, and then there's also Bishop Bill wanders in at some uh, point in time. Oh, yeah, that was also we. Um, yeah, we laugh now and say, I guess you know you're sick if the bishop comes to visit <laughs> yeah. you. Oh, gosh. And um, that was another one of those crazy moments too, because it was still like we were trying to discern like what is. Um, what should we do as far as like Hannah's going to be on artificial nutrition? I don't know if she'll ever be able to eat. So is that like if we did hospice, if, you know, what, what is right thing to right. do? <laughs> so he came to help us and he was praying over Hannah and, you know, it's like, God, just make it so obvious what the mm-hmm. are supposed to do or should they pursue hospice or is Hannah going to fight or what we should do in her heart rate? Drop, 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 drop. And we all were looking at each other like, Oh my gosh, he's about to take her. <laughs> 
she came back from it, but yeah. she has a thing with mm-hmm. pre-spraying up her oh, yeah. reactive. She yeah. We also wow. say she's going to grow up and not know it's not normal to have a priest praying over you when you wake no. up so many times. But yeah, he visited us, um, which was amazing. And then we uh, went to Boston after that. So we were in Pensacola for three weeks, and then we were in Boston for, I think we were there six weeks. Mm-hmm. Longer? Yeah. Close to two months, probably. Yeah, just to, for her to grow and um, <clears throat> get off some of the TPN. Yeah, that was <clears throat> Lane. <clears throat> excuse me, Lane's brother was um, you know crucial in this journey too, as far as really helping us. You know, when all this happens, your brain doesn't necessarily click like uh, yeah. it, it should, and um, lots of stress. But he he did a lot of legwork to find. Uh, different different doctors mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we probably talk with four or five mm-hmm. and every time you do you you learn a little bit more learn a little bit more and we really connected with um the last doctor we talked with dr pewter at um, boston children's and his plan of attack was just to use what she already has albeit very tiny and an inch a small intestine but to uh, rehabilitate that Mm-hmm. versus other doctors would opt for a transplant or um you know a different a different approach but Boston had their their track record and um and we uh we chose them and an, another godwink kind of deal <clears throat> we were downstairs at the Sacred Heart Pensacola and um <clears throat> the guys made were signing all this paperwork about for Hannah's disabilities, like yeah. so that that's so I'm impact. like signing paperwork to saying my child is handicapped and disabled, and I'm like sitting there crying that my three week old is now disabled. But so he's also given us stuff with, um, you know, we're trying to figure out all these things with with insurance, and uh, we've been connected with other families that are like, hey, you should um, apply for a form of uh, Medicaid out of medical necessity. They would like help cover things that you're primary insurance might not so we're we're trying to figure out all this stuff and um so we he he's printing out these things for us to sign and he says let me go grab that off the printer and we're in pensacola florida and he stands up from his desk to get the stuff off the printer and there's a big picture of the boston skyline and it says boston Boston. across the bottom we were like wow and that that was that was like right when right before going to that we had made the decision to to go to boston i was just like Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. little breadcrumbs here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. wow. Oh goodness, he's like, I got to be obvious with these people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crystal clear. So yeah. we did, and um, it was an amazing journey, as much as it could have been. Mm-hmm. We um, turned our little hospital room into what felt like a dorm room, and because mm. she, thankfully, it was a no drama hospitalization. Mm-hmm. We were just waiting for her to grow, and so we were there. I guess almost two months Mm -hmm. and um so then we i mean we still didn't know if she would be able to eat ever like Mm -hmm. they said she pensacola said she might not be able to eat Mm -hmm. at all um and so through the rehab with boston children's and our team there um she eats like everything pretty much and she um yeah she you would never know 
her, uh, the summary of her rehab is that she, all of us need to eat one cheeseburger mm-hmm. <laughs> to maintain. Hannah's got to figure out how to eat two since she has this much intestine. Okay. And, um, so that's where we are in the rehab is getting her body used to eating double what everybody else eats. And wow. she's just a miracle. And her intestines grew a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just had a scope a couple months ago and, um, her intestines were so healthy and they oh, just gosh. were, they said she's, they didn't use the word miracle, but yeah. I'll use the word miracle. Mm-hmm. So she's still just amazing. Yeah. She's bright. She's happy. No she's brain everything. I Unless mean, she was maybe supposed to be a genius and now she's <laughs> like on our level. Yeah. I, I mean, if, you know, if, if she just walked up to someone, no You'd one would know. ever know. So, um, I think it's just such a, uh, it's a beautiful touching story mm-hmm. and it is the power of God and faith yeah. and everything. So Susan, you had a gospel yeah. passage that I think I came did. in at some point in this is the healing of Jairus's daughter. I mm. think. Yeah, it yeah, I um oh, it was on your her actual baptism. Yeah, the second uh, yeah, yeah, it was we um she was scheduled for her, her mm-hmm. it's not a baptism since she was already baptized, mm-hmm. but uh, just in it was more for me so she could wear her pretty dress and it was right. Right. presented in front of the church yeah. right, right, right. and the daily reading for it's, that yeah it was just we had it scheduled she was hospitalized mm-hmm. for something so we had to reschedule it mm-hmm. and then this just happened yeah to be i know mm-hmm. and it, and i didn't Sermon. read know what the readings were or whatever <laughs> and golly that was yeah unbelievable yeah. So for those of you that aren't aware, it's um, Mark uh, chapter five, verses 21 through 24 and 35 through 43. That was the reading of the day. So mm-hmm. yeah, when Jair is the local official comes up, mm-hmm. my daughter's sick. Right. Everyone thinks like she's, she's gone. She's yeah. like, she's, she's not gone. I'm going to walk no. in there and she starts getting up and walking around and stuff like that. Exactly. So, yeah. And then, and then just for people that aren't aware, this isn't something that just Father Mike picked mm-hmm. to coincide. This is this is picked, you know, way in advance. It just another just so happened to exactly you know, show up. Mm. Wow. What's it like? I mean, just to I mean, we all Suzanne's parent, I'm a parent. We look at our kids, they're evidence of God's presence in our mm-hmm. lives. Is it like a, a little bit more for you guys <laughs> each and every day where you kind of look like that is like She's like our little walking evidence of God's presence in our lives. I would say so. I don't no. have other children to compare. But. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I think would. we both agree that it. Um, I would never want anyone to go through what we went through, but it. Um, the the reality and the beauty of it is we definitely see things differently, mm-hmm. um, and not perfect still. You know, she still can annoy you and we, whatever, but it's still having those moments of just, uh, yeah, this, this incredible gift that there's no reasonable explanation of why she's still here other than, you know, the grace of God. Yeah. Powerful. Well, wonderful. Well, my goodness, thank you so much for being here today. It was Thanks so great to catch us. up with you and to hear your story again. And for those that never heard it before, you know, for you to hear it directly from uh, Ryan and Lane. Um, and great to have Hannah on camera at the beginning yeah. here. And she did so good. So um, 
we just wish you guys, you know, continued happiness uh, in the future. We'll continue to keep you in our Thank thoughts you. and prayers Thank as you. we move forward with all of this and um, your journey of faith. And, um, you know, the miracle of Hannah is just so touching. And um, I hope that those of you that are listening to it out there, that it can touch you as well, because I'm sure it will. So. Um, and uh, please join us for our next episode where, where Bishop Bill will continue his teaching series on the Bible, and this time he'll be going over Paul's letters. Thank you for tuning in today to the Gaudium et Spes podcast. If you would like to know more about our podcast, please visit gaudiumetspes.net or go to ptdiocese.org and click the button that says podcast. If you listen to the audio version from an app such as iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, be sure and rate, review, and comment. If you watched us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe or leave us a comment there as well. Thank you for joining us.